Jameel, what are you talking about? Like, in sports cards, that kills it. That's usually a minus two when it comes to vintage or whatnot. But Pokemon cards that have off-center or error tendencies can sell for a lot of money. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Mealy Stocks, which is a part of the Slab Stocks Network uh, combined with myself, Mealy Pop. So Mealy Pop shop here in Gainesville, Florida. We're a full-functioning card store that does everything that you could think of with cards, wax, packs, supplies, breaks, all that jazz. Um, and we are full-on sharing now in the podcast nation as I share just kind of on different topics here and there and, and give you guys a different point of view. So looking forward to this episode, as I'm sure many of you are, as you've been maybe paying attention to what's been going on in the card world with Pokemon and just the explosion recently in the last couple months um, about the card game, about some of the graded cards, especially that first base set, which we're going to talk about today. And I'm excited to share with you more and more about that. So before we get going, just want to give you a little backstory. This is our third episode now. We're going to be doing these episodes each week. Hopefully you can subscribe to uh, Slapstocks and Mealy Pops on all the different platforms. We want to give a quick plug to something we got coming up um, on October which will be Mealy Pops Madness. It's session 23. Mealy Pops Madness session 23. If you don't know what I'm talking about, where you been? We have single card sales that we do on Instagram Live from about 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to uh, about 12 Eastern Standard Time. So Mealy Pops Madness session 23. And I'll tell you this, if you've never bought cards from it, you will have a lot of fun. So come join us. Uh, and two, it's, a, it's about two weeks away, and we'd love to, to see it. It's our 23rd session, so who knows what kind of craziness we'll do. And that number 23 has a lot to do with basketball, and I don't know, maybe we'll have some, some surprises there. So, all right, let's get back to it. We're talking about Pokemon. So first off, before we even get into anything, Pokemon. Um, I've heard it pronounced many, 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 many different ways. It's not Pokemon, poke with the E. It's not Pokemon. Or Pokemons, um, Pokemon. We have a little bit of that down here in the south. Um, it's poke, and then think about it like this: the letter A, mon. So Pokemon. That's how you say the word. That'll get you far with the with the community uh, if you can pronounce Pokemon the right way. It's not Pokemon or Pokemon. It's Pokemon, or what other iterations? I'm sure many of you have heard out there with Pokemon. All right. So the Pokemon card game was a Jap it's a Japanese animation um, franchise that came really it took America by storm in the mid 90s late 90s we they it was already in Japan they had had the card game they had different kind of vending sets and different things out there then they came out with the trading card game and then uh, we had the explosion in America because what happened was Nintendo created the Game Boy uh, games as many of you may remember back in late 90s and everybody was playing the video games and then all of a sudden, uh, this trading card game set came out, and it just took America by storm. Uh, it's 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 quite quite amazing to to think about what was done with Pokemon uh, back then and how um, popular it was, how quickly it grew. One reason why is because the cards were made; they had to make the cards with other companies. I, I've heard all these stories about the cards that pr uh, card printing companies were kind of contracted out that had never really opened made these cards and i'll get into that a little bit about some of the issues we have with the shadowless sets but um it was just such an explosion people wanted these cards and that's kind of you know history you go back and look and it's, it's a franchise that's been around for a long long time probably i would say in my in my experience i know magic the gathering has a big following and Yu-Gi-Oh does as well but i think pokemon is definitely the number one trading card game franchise out there on the market 
Um, fight me about it. Don't at me, though. <laughs> so we had this trading card game come out in the late 90s. And the first set, let's get it. Let's get straight on this. The first set is called the base set. The base set. The English base set. And in America, um, there's so many people that will call the base set the first edition set. And that is such an incorrect way to do it. Because I get people that want to sell collections all the time in the shop. Come in. They, oh, I got first edition Pokemon cards. I say, that's great. That's awesome. Probably very valuable. They come in. They're not first edition. They're not even base set. They may be uh, jungle or rocket or base set two or whatever but first edition is is specifically known for the stamp right the stamp on the card which is very important we're going to get to this graphic a lot uh later but let me show you right now so as you see on this charizard it's just that little uh first edition stamp over there in the corner that is the key to understanding that a first edition card is a card that has that stamp now in saying that um the base set the english base set has a first edition version there is a shadowless version, which we'll talk about as well here in a moment, and then an unlimited version. Unlimited being the most printed different versions of it. I don't know if I'll have enough time to really even go into that. They have first, second, third, fourth, and print, fifth print runs um, of that. But in terms of the, the card game, just understand there's really three iterations of it that make sense. First edition, shadowless, and then unlimited. So when you get into it from a card perspective, the first edition cards have the big value, right? You have the big bucks. Right here I have... Um, what's called a blister pack, okay? And the blister pack was, um, as you can see, they were hanging, they were packed one pack at a time, but these, these are probably the most popular packs. You can see the first edition uh, symbol right there um, on the pack. This is a Charizard front, they have Venusaur, and they also have Blastoise in this. Um, but these packs have gone absolutely crazy for unopened product. I used to think of them as $1,000, 2000 When I've been trending some of the data, four and $5,000 for some of these packs recent sales. So you had them in the in, in the in the blisters. You had them in booster boxes. And if any of you out there have the good fortune of having a first edition booster box of Pokemon, um, you'll do pretty well because those have been. They're probably what seventy-five to a hundred thousand dollars, depending on condition. Um, and they are just so hard to find now. First edition packs are incredible. Uh, and then you had so you had the boosters, the blisters, and you had the deck. So they had kind of these theme decks. Here's one of the uh, basic ones. This was the, the very first. This is kind of like the basic uh, Pokemon theme deck. What's cool about this one, check it out. Toys R Us on the back. <laughs> Don't want to grow up and be a Toys R Us kid. But this is um this is, is one of the base theme decks they had. There was other ones as well that came out. But you could kind of, what these, these theme decks are, they're, what they are is they're preordained decks. They have kind of a set number of cards in them. And you kind of know what's going on. There's different ones. There's Overgrowth. Um, what was it blackout i'm sorry brush fire they had zap with the uh, pikachu and then blackout won't go into all those steam decks but there's five of them right there so in saying all this the 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 card card game you could find quite a bit of stuff in there but the shadowless cards and the first edition cards are the ones that people want so first edition we went over it's the stamp but then you had cards that were considered um shadowless and they weren't first edition so let me show you an example of what that may look like as well uh, here's a here's a great pick. I think it's got the three Charizards on it. So you have the Charizard on the left, right there where the pointer's at. That's the first edition Charizard, and it has a shadowless border, okay? All first edition cards, all first edition cards in the English base set will be shadowless, okay? So you understand that. If it's first edition, it will be shadowless with the exception of one card, which is Machamp, but Machamp has a shadowless version, and it it has a non-shadowless version. So you have a Machamp that will look like this with this, the the uh, first edition symbol, and you'll have a, a Machamp that will have a first edition symbol, but will also have the shadow over here. 
All right, so the second card in the middle is a shadowless card, and you can tell right here on the border of the card, right, on the border right there and there, it's different from the card on the right. That Charizard over here has a shadowed border. So that's what people refer to when they say shadowless. You have that border um, that's a little bit different than the unlimited version. So as we go from left to right, we have first edition, shadowless, and then the unlimited version right here, okay? Uh, the only distinction between those two cards is the first edition stamp, and the only distinction between these two cards is the shadowed border. That's very important to understand because um, so many people get that confused. Now, in saying that and understanding one other thing, what is shadowless, right? Why did they have that? Why did that come out? Well, to my understanding, shadowless was an error. Shadowless was an error that um, when they printed these cards, some of the printing facilities did not make them correctly. So you had some of these, these boxes and booster boxes made with that shadowless missing element and it did not have the first edition print run, uh, first edition stamp on it. So you have um, this kind of error print run in the, in the shadowless and then you move on to the unlimited. Now, when we talk about complete print runs, I would say based on this, the unlimited, which is over here, a base set Charizard, there is a lot of them. There's quite a bit, okay? Um, you're looking at, I would imagine, hundreds of thousands if not millions of these cards that were printed, the unlimited. Now the shadowless and the first edition are much, much lesser. The Shadowless, actually, if you look up pop reports, you will find less PSA 10s of Shadowless than you do first editions because I believe that these print runs was actually probably even lower than the first editions. But again, I don't have those numbers exactly. I don't know if that was ever released. Just something to think about. PSA 10s of both of those cards, if you have either one, you're doing pretty well. All right. So as we kind of move on, I'm talking about the English set, but please understand that there is also Spanish, French, uh, German, Portuguese, Chinese, Japanese, Italian. You have all those different sets out there with each one of them having a first edition element to it, okay? There is no shadowless, that, to my nature, of, uh, to my knowledge, uh, there's no shadowless cards that have, um, that are not English. They're all English from my, from my understanding. If somebody knows other than, otherwise, let me know. Okay, so we kind of went over the, the, three, the three versions of that, okay? Um, and again, I think a key to remembering this is that all first edition cards in the base set are shadowless outside of the Machamp card. A Machamp card is always first edition. You will never find a Machamp card that is missing the first edition uh, stamp right there. You'll never find a Machamp card that does not have that little stamp there. They will always have that. It's just the shadowless and non-shadowless with that only card. It's the only one that kind of throws everybody for a loop. All right, so we throw a lot of terms around with, with Pokemon, one of them being um, the word hollow or holographic. So what does that mean? So Here's just the basic Charizard. You can kind of see it, right? It's got the little hologram. I'm gonna not move much so you can see that. There you go. So you can see the little holograms, the stars, and things in 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 the in the card. We in the card community would call these hologram cards or whatnot, and they're always inside the border of the card in the base set. Now, unfortunately, people will take that knowledge and then apply it to future sets. Don't do that because uh, later on we start to get into sets that are um, what will be considered reverse holographics. Um, you have um, fireworks holographics from the legendary set. You have all these other things that come out. But for the base set, really in your mind, and for jungle and fossil, those early sets, please understand that um, the holographic cards are, are, are probably where most of the value is going to be most of the time. There's very other few cards that have value outside of that. Um, so you, you, can, you, can, you can pay attention to that. Now, something else that I want to point out to everybody is um, the base set is out of 102. All right? It's out of 102 cards, as you can see in this little circle. That's a Venusaur there. Uh, it is out of 102 cards. Some people would say that the set may be 103 because there's a 
a different iteration of the Pikachu. It has red cheeks versus yellow cheeks. The yellow cheeks being more common and the red cheeks being a more uh, rare version of that. Okay, um, so you understand that. You have the, uh, the holographic cards, which I just showed you with the Charizard, okay? The holographic cards, these are considered rares. Now going back to that, that image, I wanna show you one more thing. On the circle, you see a little star there. So the star means it's a rare, okay? So stay with me. With Pokemon, you have rares, commons, and uncommons, all right? A rare is always denoted by a star. An uncommon is denoted by a diamond, and a common is denoted by a circle. But what's important to note is that there are differences between the stars. There's rares that are non-holographic and rares that are holographic. I have the rare Charizards I was just showing you here, um, but they have, for example, in the base set, Dragonair, uh, Beedrill, um, Electabuzz, um, some of those cards, Dugtrio, they have stars on the bottom right corner, but they aren't holographic. They're still rare, but they're not holographic. So understand that, okay? Um, a lot of value in Pokemon is driven by the holographic nature of it. That's just kind of how it is. There are some error cards, and we won't have enough time today to go into error cards, but that does exist. Uh, there's a lot of value in some of these error cards. Um, you'd be quite surprised. Another element I want everyone to consider is grading. As you talk about Pokemon cards, and you talk about um, which Pokemon card should I get, which Pokemon card should I buy, which one should I invest in, um, I would say <laughs> grading is... Is, is quite a wild world, and here's why. So PSA um, versus BGS versus others, there's kind of a, you know, some, some schools of thoughts for each one of those at why they like them. BGS being because of the subgrades, which we could talk about the same parallels with sports cards. Uh, PSA just being kind of a, a non-sport, you know, a lot of non-sports really, uh, non-sports collectors really enjoy that. Um, but the PSA 10 definitely trumps any uh, BGS value. Now that BGS does have the black labels and we're starting to see kind of a different market with that with the current stuff. Um, the new stuff that just came out for any of you out there with Champions Path and all those things that just was uh, released this past week. But PSA standards, what I've noticed, have been getting very hard, uh, specifically in the last couple years. Um, please know there are four kind of things to consider when you want to grade a card. One of them being that all these Pokemon cards have rounded edges, right? All these Pokemon cards, um, they are not square. They have rounded edges. They have the same back, which is the blue Pokemon design. And uh, the centering of the cards is usually pretty bad, so you understand that. Another element, the hologram on the card usually scratches very easily, so that also can take down um, your, your grades. Uh, so when you're considering grading Pokemon cards, please know this, it is very hard to get a 10. It's very difficult. It is not easy to get a 10 on a Pokemon card. You want to look at the centering, you want to look at the holograph, where if it is a, a holographic, you want to look for scratching. You want to check out the centering of the card, you want to look at the back, the blue on the back. Right, every single Pokemon card, probably 95% of them that are English, all have the same back. There's some other trainer decks that have a red back, and the Japanese have a different back as well. But on Pokemon, you have this standard blue back, and honestly, you can't change it. There's, you, you really have this kind of almost template of a card. So with these dark blue borders right on this card, you really want to pay attention to the edging, the whiting. Um, is it centered? Are there scratches? And it can be very hard to tell scratches sometimes on these cards. So uh, do think about that when you're looking into grading. I will throw this out there so everybody knows this. Um, kind of a little secret amongst the, some collectors is that Pokemon cards that are off-center, specifically off-center with a qualifier that will get an OC, have quite a bit of um, value. Now you would think, Jamil, what are you talking about? Like in sports cards, that kills it. That's usually a minus two when it comes to vintage or whatnot. But Pokemon cards that have off-center or error tendencies can sell for a lot of money. So if one of these uh, Charizards, let's say this was a 9 OC, 
Um, quite a bit of value retention there, um, whether it be first edition, shadowless, or base unlimited. So things to think about when you're grading Pokemon. And then just lastly, for times, like I know I've talked a lot about, this is a lot to do with Pokemon. Uh, Aaron and I were talking about this and saying, what should we what should we cover today? I mean, I could go and talk probably an hour, another hour about the base set. I'm not even getting into jungle, into fossil, into these other uh, sets that are available with Pokemon. This is a first edition um, uh, Spanish Pokemon card. It is a uh, it is a first edition Charizard, low population, and just four days ago, this card sold fifty nine thousand dollars. It's a PSA ten Spanish first edition, uh, not as popular as the English sets, uh, as you can know, but it has a low population and fifty nine thousand dollars. That's just a cool fifty nine k, right? Um, first edition Charizards that are English. I mean, you're not seeing a lot of 10s pop up anymore. You just aren't seeing them. They are not showing up. But first edition 10s, um, you know, are typically ranging between uh, $50,000, $60,000. Um, and I think that that's only going up, you know, as the PSA 10 becomes more elusive and harder to get. So the there's a tremendous value in Pokemon, tremendous value in unopened product, tremendous value in PSA 10s, 9s and 10s, uh, tremendous value in sets. Another thing that I, I do like about the trading card community is they do value sets. Um, we're starting to lose that in the sports card community, but they do value sets. Um, so some things to, to think about when you when you look into Pokemon, you look into getting into some of the cards, and hopefully that was helpful for you guys. Um, I know there's more and more and more questions about this, and maybe we can do a little bit more in-depth, maybe looking at errors or some of the other elements in Pokemon. But I've been doing this now for about 10 years uh, in terms of buying and selling Pokemon and uh, grading Pokemon. And I've seen the ups and downs, and I've also seen the explosions, and, and really, um, it's been amazing to see what's happened with just even the Charizard and base set cards. So thanks for, for being part of that. That's the base set, kind of wrap up, and I'll see you guys next time.